Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. We're going to run through some slides uh, just to encourage someone, you know, that God's plan for us is to bounce back not just bounce back, but to bounce higher. Any system, especially church system, where people are not taught how to handle failure, they are not helping the people. Because people are going to have challenges. Sometimes they fail. Finances can fail. Maybe marriage fail. Health can fail. Something can just go wrong. But many people are not equipped to turn it around. And the enemy uh, will try to hijack that failure and make it worse. But our lives will not get worse in the name of Jesus Christ. If I ask everybody here who has not failed before, I don't think there's anybody under the sound of my voice that has not failed before either an exam or maybe a relationship failed or something. But the question is, how many people over the years are able to turn failure into success? So failure and setbacks should not be the final of your story. As I encouraged last year, I mean last week, uh, maybe your maybe a relationship failed, maybe maritally or something that shouldn't end your life. Maybe because you went through a very bitter divorce or something that shouldn't end your entire life. No, there are so many things God will still do and God will do with your life, but it depends on your attitude and your response uh, to that situation. I'm going to be sharing um, some thoughts with us, and in between, I'll be making declarations and praying, and I believe that you will not leave this service the way you came in, in Jesus' name. So let me share some um, encouraging thoughts, uh, thoughts with us in terms of dealing um, with um, failure or learning how to bounce back. And the first thing we want to say, you, you should have uh, the right mindset, the, the right mindset. Your mindset is the key to your life, the way you think. I can't change you until I change your mindset. I learned something recently that got my attention. That the kind of money you believe you can earn as a person determines the amount that flows into your life. If you earn higher than that, you will do something that brings it down to that your thermostat. Do you understand? If, for instance, in your mind, one million ah, is the best. Ah, when you get more than that one million, you will do something that will bring it down to that one million or under. Because your mind is the limit. That's why people spend money anyhow. You just be spending the one on top until it comes back to his own level. Sometimes it's the reason people do wrong <coughs> investment. <laughs> so if you want your life to rise higher, you increase what? The limit. So when you move it up to 20 million, then you find that you, your ideas, your, your thinking, your level of favor will attract that level. So a lot has to do with your mindset. Your mind, your mind is the designing, designing room where the future is crafted. When you go through a crisis or a challenge, how do you see it? Many people have this mentality of, 
I don't fall. You don't finish mindset. And when you keep saying you don't finish, you don't finish. And I want to say this morning that you need to change your mindset. Failure should not be final. All men fail, but the great ones, they rise up again. Somebody can echo with me this morning, I will rise again. You, you need to say it louder, I am rising again, again. I'm rising higher. I'm rising higher and higher. This is not my end. Proverbs 24, I think verse 16, is that the righteous fall seven times and they rise up again. That means, because when we talk about failure, I'm not saying one failure. Sometimes it can happen twice. Sometimes three times. The question is, are you resilient enough to, to, to say, I'm going to rise again. No matter what you try, Satan, I will rise higher than this. Can we have that scripture? Proverbs 24, verse um, 16. For a righteous man, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So, say, for a righteous man may fall. How many times? But and what happens? And rise again. Come and say, I'm rising again. I have said, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. The rising again mindset. Do I have lost this money? I will gain it back and better. Do I have missed on this relationship? I will have a better relationship. I wish my ex well, but I will have a sweeter relationship. Do I miss this admission? I will get another admission that will be suitable. Do you understand that? Do I have lost this opportunity? It's not the end of opportunities. New ones are showing up. Better ones are showing up. It's a mindset. First Corinthians chapter 10, I think verse 13, he said, There hath no temptation that is come to you that is not common to man. First Corinthians 10, verse 13. I, I think that's a verse you should be used to in this church. We, we, we talk about that a whole lot. No, now you can replace the word temptation with crisis, temptation itself. Uh, trials, you know, situation. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is what? Common to man. It's a mindset to commonize challenges. The enemy will always make it look like your case is very, very complex. Your problem is not like other people's problem. You have a serious, dangerous cause on your life. And when the devil magnifies it like that, many are perplexed. And then they give in. It's common to man. The, the person sitting beside you might have gone through worse things. <laughs> it's about God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way. Come on, say there is a way of escape. There is a way of escape. And, and that you may be able to bear it. That means it's not my end. There is a way forward. It's a mindset. I remember when we were bringing in uh, this structure from outside the country. And we had challenges with the, um, what they call those things? Containers and the, all those, you know, shipping in. And it looked like the devil just sat on them. You pray, pray. It looked like, ah, is it that uh, it's not our own? 20 containers or 21. So one day I was praying and the Holy Spirit said, ask one of your friends that brought um, their containers some time you know, ago and maybe you can learn from them. So when the training and my friend was with me, that's Pastor Godman, and then I said, ah, come, these are containers. I don't know, every day it looks like there's a specialized demon sent to the port or you know, that handles importation. I said, how did you guys handle when you were bringing in your own containers? And he said, that's laughing. Ah. I said, what happened? He said, if you see what my eyes saw, 
<laughs> ah, I said, he didn't even tell me. Ah, he said he got to a time, he was dreaming and seeing container in his dream. Ah. As he was saying those things, the weight on me disappeared. It's common to man. He said the guy that was helping them with the container would tell them it will arrive this Tuesday. He will talk on Sunday night that he has finished everything on Tuesday. Everything will start arriving. So we'll be excited. If I said on Tuesday, as he's going around Lagos, you'll be seeing every container. That's our container. That's our. He was just, because he said it's Tuesday. And then Tuesday becomes four weeks after. And then after four weeks after, the guy was saying, he's still working. I said, you know, I said then uh, when Daystar was bringing in their chairs from China, that the same thing happened even worse. They got to a time, Dr. Samade had to ask his PA to go to the port himself and even check whether the container is existing in the first place. When you hear that, your case is common. Don't be isolated and cackle somewhere. You know Kako, Franklin? What's Kako? Eh? <laughs> Koye. Kako, you should want me not Kako. And the enemy has a way of silencing people when they go through a challenge. You don't want to talk to anybody. It looks like my case is dangerously. No. No, you've gone through some delays in getting married or some things. Ask some other people what they've been through. <laughs> somebody that was complaining I had no shoes. Or there's somebody without legs. Such as is common to man. This morning, commonize that challenge. You lost money. You lost something. Commonize it. You are common to man. I am an uncommon man. I will overcome you. Glory to God. The anointing upon me is uncommon. The grace upon me is uncommon. I will overcome you. It's a mindset. It's common to man. It's common to man. I told you I lost some money to those people. I will not stop talking about it. Seven million. He's paying me. But I asked my, one of my friends, 25 million. I said, glory to Jesus. It's common. It's common to us all. <laughs> it's common. I invested in, into in one platform. One platform. He did three platforms. And everything evaporated in one day. And I was crying. I said, ah, he said, all oh, the three is about three. You didn't go tell me you're doing the remaining two. Okay. <laughs> it's covered. Micah 7, verse 8. My enemy do not rejoice over me when I fall. I shall rise again. When I sit in darkness, and when you're talking to people about their own situation, I'm not saying it's just for you to sit in that thing. You want to learn from them also how they bounce back. How did you do it? What kind of prayer did you pray? What steps did you take? Micah 7, 8. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy, when I fall. What happens? Oh, I love this, but I will arise. Tell your neighbor, I will arise. <laughs> Even when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Hallelujah. That darkness is not going to last forever. In fact, I'm prophesying that this week you will see the light. You will see the way. And that's the next thing we're going to do. Ask the Holy Spirit for direction. Just ask him. Now it has happened. What do I do next? Wipe the tears away and talk to your helper. In all, you know, in, in our early morning prayers this week, I'll be talking about the Holy Spirit. He's your helper. It's his full-time job. He neither sleeps nor slumber. That's the Holy Spirit. Ask him for direction. What should I do next, Holy Spirit? This has happened in the business. This is, this is the situation. How should I handle this matter? He will give, he's the counselor. Counsel will come from inside. Oh, glory to God. 
As a counsel, we come from inside. And then, you know, when you're asking the Holy Spirit, you practice the presence of God. You pray, you worship. I, God bless you, Minister Shefum. Let's put our hands together for praise, gang. Um, you took us to a cloud nine. Amen. Pastor. Glory to God. Practice the presence of God because when you send emails to God, you send God text messages, it is when you are worshiping God that you get his reply. It begins to drop in your spirit. Ask for direction. Let's run through the story of this, my, my dear friend in scriptures, uh, David, King David, 1 Samuel 30 from verse 1. He had a challenge, but he had to pray for direction. It is my prayer today that everyone hearing my voice, that situation, God will give you the direction. You will not be stranded anymore. You will know what to do next in Jesus' name. Please follow the story. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and attacked Ziklag and burnt it with fire. Wow, verse 2. And had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. Verse 3. So David... And his men, they came back to their city, and there it was, burnt with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been kidnapped. Verse 4, then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and what? Wept. The king cried, and his people <laughs> crying, and, they were, and these people were, they were soldiers, Militia men, strong men. They were not crying, they were weeping. There's a difference between crying and weeping. If you know, you know. Okay. Until they had no more power to weep. You know that kind of weeping where <gasps> men, because everybody was taken, the city was burned. Verse um, 6. Oh, verse 6, yeah. Okay, verse 5, okay. So, and David's two wives, Ahinoham, the Israelite, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Camelite, had been taken captive. Verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed. That's a challenge. For the people even spoke of stoning him. Can you imagine that? They took his own family, oh, but the people with him, the, the team, they were thinking of stoning him. Ah, I, I still don't understand why. But that's what happens when people get under pressure. You two are going through the same challenge, but they want to stone you. When we are, when we are hurt, we hurt people. Not necessarily people that hurt us. We might assume that the ones that hurt us, but the matter is not their matter. But you hurt people. They, would, they thought of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Even he was grieved anyway. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But look at this. Somebody, can we read together? One, two, go. But David what? Oh, yes. You need that every moment of your life. It's not my end. I will overcome this. He strengthened himself, in, not in his own strength, in the Lord is God. Verse 7. Then David said to Abiata the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. I want an atmosphere of worship, an atmosphere of, of let me talk to my God. And Abiata brought the ephod to David. Verse 8. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue these troops? I like this attitude. Not crying, Lord, everything is bad in my life. My life is ended. No, it's the way forward. What must I do to turn this business matter around? This marital, what, what must I do? There must be a way forward. In fact, your word says, there is no temptation that is beyond me. That you will provide a way of escape. And I love you, Lord. Open my eyes. Give me wisdom. 
to know the way of escape. So he inquired of the Lord, shall I overtake them? And God answered him. God that you serve will answer you. This month, God will answer you. The matter will not get worse in Jesus' name. And God answered him, said, pursue, for you shall what? Surely overtake them and without fear recover all. I prophesy recover all blessings over this church. Whatever you might have, you will, you will recover your dignity. You will recover your lost finances. Relationships might have gone, but new ones are opening up in the name of Jesus Christ. You will recover all. Jesus' name. And if you read the story further, he did not just recover all. There were many extras that David had to now share with his other kings, other relatives, that this is David's spoil. So when God wants to restore, he gives you overflow. Amen. So that you can, you can meet up with the things that you had missed. So, so you must ask him, practice the presence of God. And then uh, emotional pain is one area that many don't know how to handle. Learn to release it to God also in prayers. Don't be gossiping. Don't resort to backbiting and tearing down your cousin, tearing down a fellow church member. Go to God. Lord, I'm pained. See what this person did. This is where I feel. Lord, and you express it to God. Help me, Jesus. You heal the brokenhearted Holy Spirit. Heal me. See, the person you are gossiping with will not heal you. Complaining doesn't really heal. No. Holy Spirit, heal me. And then show me what to do next. There are matters I've been, I've been, I'd seen as a crisis and I was in God's presence and the Holy Spirit said, the matter is not the way you are saying it. Go and ask this particular person for more details. Okay? And I called the person and I got more details and everything wasn't the way I thought it was. Practice the presence of God. Don't just pick up things. You're angry with everybody, angry with mother, father, everybody. No, no, no. Practice. Talk to God. Release your pain before God and ask him to heal you. He will, the God that can heal cancer can heal your emotions. Glory to God. God is making somebody whole in the name of Jesus Christ. He says it binds up the broken heart. It's broken. He can put it back together and I show you what next to do. Okay? And then number three. Somebody say number three. Educate thyself. Educate thyself. When you go through a setback, <laughs> learn from it. If you don't learn, something worse will soon happen. And that's what Satan does to people. You know, many times when we go through some challenges, there's an attitude of, I want to quickly stand up and run away, you know. I don't want people to know that I, it broke up. I don't want to know that uh, it didn't work. You know, I want to just quickly dust your feet and and, and, and that was what Saul was trying to do. He told Samuel, eh, eh, still follow me to face the people. Let me still appear like the king. If it's not working, yeah, it's not working, then learn from it. Tell your neighbor, learn from it. Touch them. Just politely learn from it. When Abel was reacting to Abel, sorry, Cain was reacting to Abel about the situation. God said, this anger is not right. Though. If you don't learn from this thing, you will do something worse. He didn't listen. He ended up killing his brother. Learn from it. Where, where did I fall? <laughs> 
the money I lost, eh? The day they told me was the day I invested. Mm. There were people around me, or people that I trust, were there, were talking, explaining. I didn't even have the money. My money was somewhere, sitting properly. And I said, they said, I have to just do it now so that everybody can put the money in. So I said, my friend, do you have five million? Or this amount of money? He said, I have it. I will give it to you during the week. And then we invested. And I added to it. And investment was growing during the month. Pastor Bimbo is involved too. <laughs> she was helping me to monitor the investment in the house when I go out. And then money was increasing. What is my lesson? I will sleep over it next time. It's very simple. If you like, talk from head of the dome. <laughs> I will sleep over it. That's number one. Number two, I will call a friend. You know who wants to be a millionaire? You will call somebody that was not there when the climate was doing you. That wasn't there. That his head is clear. Now, what do you know about this thing? Mike Mudok says, crisis is concentrated information. There are many things inside. If you don't pick those lessons, you can schedule another one in two years' time. Crisis is what? If you have a marital crisis, as I'm speaking, the matter is almost tearing apart. There are many information inside. Your attitude, your rotting behavior, they are inside. If you don't learn it, that which you are trying to cover up might still happen in a worse way. Learn from it. Your health. Something shows up, you go to the doctor, and then you almost dying, and then God healed you. But learn from it. Your lifestyle. I, I was in one of our states in Nigeria this week. I went to preach. And a pastor friend came to see me. He had a health challenge. He's better now. He's healed. You know, I said, <laughs> we laughed over it. But learned from it. He said, <laughs> I mean, he nearly had stroke. Just like this. It was bad. And it wasn't Satan. They were trying to plant a church or do some things. And then they was fasting and fasting and praying. And where they break the fast. There are some young people that were cooking for them. They were not adding a lot of salt to the food. And he said he didn't know. Just eating, he was telling this food is sweet. Oh. And at the end of the day, when they tracked everything, it was the too much salt over that period of time that led to his still, still, ah, his grace, mercy. I said, salt. He said, yes, he didn't even know. He said, now he knows better. I said, ah, thank God, me, I even learned that too, that you have to reduce, as well as you age, reduce this all. Some people don't know. Add more, jiggy, 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 like this. Like they're anointing something. Doesn't know. Especially about health, I'm begging everybody. Learn from it. I never used to take too much um, fiber. You know, I didn't know. I didn't even know what, what was fiber. Fiber. Fiber, I know, is uh, uh, internet fiber. And then I will be straining in the restroom. Straining. You know what they call straining? <laughs> Let me see. What's straining? 
Have you don't know me? Also? Bing, you know. <laughs> Where you are? Labor. <laughs> Laboring in the rain. <laughs> and then you'll be talking. Labor. And then you have a tear. You know what they call tear? Internal tear. And then blood will be coming out. You now see, you want to flush. You now see blood. Eh! I bind you, Satan. Then I saw a doctor. He said, Pastor, is the blood mixed with the poo poo? Or the blood is after the poo poo? I said, The blood is after the poo poo. He said, That's a testimony number one. That means there is a wound inside. That as you are poo pooing, and as the poo is passing through the passage, the wound that is open is opener. You understand? And then the blood is coming out, you know, like a wound. So, that do you strain when you are poo pooing? I say, Oh, yes. So you need more water and more fiber. What is fiber? Vegetables? Nuts. I'm naughty now. Sorry. <laughs> I'm eating a lot of nuts. And water. And then just see that when you go there, oh my God. Oh my God. The experience is wonderful. Glory to God. Just goes, calamari, calamari, calamari. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, educate. What are the triggers? I read a book last week. The man said, anytime he's in traffic, he misbehaves. And that day in the office is bad. He, know, he noticed. So when, when he's going uh, to the office, he intentionally picks certain CDs to listen to. I said, that changes life. What are your triggers? He will just be reacting, he will be complaining, he will be, and then when he gets to the office, it affects the entire day. And he knows that he was, it's always when there is traffic. Somebody else is not like that. So he picks some particular CDs, he will be listening to them, and worship, and then everything changed. What are your own triggers? Some of us, when you are hungry, your behavior is like something else. Especially we men. When you are hungry, what can you do to ameliorate that? What are your triggers? Next. Power court. Identify habits, places, people, or attitude that hinders you and find a way of cutting it. Now, this is bloodshed. Power court. You can't bounce back or bounce higher without some power cuts. Some places must go. Some attitude must die. Some habits I'm telling you the truth. I'm going to see what I said now. So in the evening, when I feel like binging on things, on, uh, you know, formerly I'll be taking sweet things. Now it is not. I had to cut some things off. It wasn't easy at the beginning. But now just be eating the nuts like a squirrel. You just be eating it, just be eating it. It's part of it. It's better for me. Instead of taking ice cream every day, some people do that every day. Sugar, and then everything is tight. You're not just laboring. You are hard laboring. Identify habits, places, people, attitudes that hinder. Cut it off. Can we go to that scripture as we close? As we begin to close. Mark 9, 47. You know there's a friend. Anytime you are with that friend, you misbehave. Before you know what's happening, five bottles have disappeared. 
You know, you know, some wives will tell you, anytime it's with that guy, I'm afraid. I dealt with a case like that many years ago. The wife had to pray the friend out of the person's life. It was warfare. It was, it was, I'm, I'm telling you, a, a life and death matter. Anytime he sees that friend and they are together for a week, something will go wrong in the marriage, in the body of the man, because they'll be drinking, all kinds of nonsense. Cut it off. Stop, stop deceiving yourself. And if your eye causes you to what? Pluck it out. <laughs> it is better for you to bounce back and bounce higher than without your friend or that your habit destroy your marriage, destroy your health, destroy your future. If you know your team is always causing high blood pressure, change. Your football team. Somebody's called penalty during the week and he jumped like he was going to heaven. If he now scores free kick in car, he will somersault 100 times. Some people don't understand what I'm saying. It's okay. But mind you, fans, understand what I'm saying. <laughs> There are some people, when they watch horror movie like this, the week is finished. I'm telling you, when they watch horror movie and they see some scenes like this, fear, spirit of fear, any small thing that moves, hey. if a rat passes and they see the shadow, a demon has entered, no, then don't watch it again. Don't watch it again. Don't let certain spirit enter you. Power cord, habits, attitudes. There's some things when you evaluate it, it's an attitude you have to things. Or to, when they maybe when they are correcting you an attitude, and because of that attitude you don't receive correction and you make the mistake again, work on that attitude. We all have it. Anytime you are being corrected and you always have an excuse, you will repeat it instead of picking it as raw as it is. I was lazy, or I was not punctual, or I was careless. And you tell you I was careless. If you don't learn it like that, you'll be careless the next time. But when you start arranging it padding it, decorating it, because you didn't pick up the lessons, you would do it again. Attitudes, habits, sometimes people. Some people fall into immorality the moment they talk to a particular person constantly. And immorality will drain your future, believe me. Nobody survived that in scripture. Not even Samson. You should learn that. Not even Solomon, the man that God gave wisdom. So you can't be toying with immorality and say, I don't know. You know. Look at the triggers. When you talk to that kind of lady or that kind of guy, or you know yourself, or a particular period of the, of the month where you are just vulnerable as a woman, that's not the time to be calling your ex. Hello? Banji, how are you? Hey, sorry. How are you? I did. I did. I miss you. Oh, you miss me? Oh, that's the best thing I've had all week. Hmm. You are going small, small. You are going small, small. Eben posted a video uh, yesterday, very powerful video. They were cooking a particular uh, crab. Crab. And there was corn inside it. The crab was eating the corn. It didn't know, says, they are cooking it too. Do you understand? You saw the video? The crab was inside the stew thing. They just started it. So there was one cob of corn in front. And the crab was eating it. And they were already cooking. 
okay, he doesn't know that if the iti and the ita will be eating. Hmm. Run away from sexual sin. It means of well, run away from sexual sin. It is sweet today. It is serious sorrow tomorrow. I'm begging you. Don't say everybody is doing it. When pain enters your life, you will bear it alone. Amen. Mm. Let's close. Number. Thank you, Jerry. Number five. Or number next, Pisqua. Peace, quiet. Pray, 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 and praise you. Peter and Paul in this context. When you are going through a crisis, ask for prayers. I realize in my experience as a pastor, when people are going through a challenge and they are trying to resolve it, if you don't have enough prayer cover, you can make more mistakes while trying to correct the mistake and then it escalates. You do the wrong thing, take the wrong steps. So you need prayers to guide you. To guide your mind, to guide your steps. That uh, I think Luke twenty-two verse um, th- that that scripture there. Luke twenty-two verse um, I think thirty-two. Uh, Jesus said, uh, "Peter, I have prayed for you that you fail not." So prayer is important. Ask close friends to pray for you. Ask your mom to pray for you. Um, you know, Jesus said, "I prayed for you that your faith fail not." And I thought when that prayer was offered, Peter will not fail. But he's still like fair. But he bounced back. And then he bounced higher. It was that prayer that he was drawing from. Can we have Luke 32, uh, Luke 22, 32? Thank you so much. He said, but I have prayed for you. Can we go to verse 31? I think it will make it clear. 31. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Verse by one verse. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. Ah, that it may sift you as wheat. He want to shake you. <laughs> but you have a prayer cover. Verse 32. He said, but I have prayed. Somebody say prayers. And uh-huh, that's his mentor praying for him. A spiritual father praying for him. Find people around to pray for you, to pray along with you. He said, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen other people. So we need prayer. And then, in the midst of a crisis, I recommend forever praises. Habakkuk 3, verse 17. Praising God. Don't ever let the devil change your language. I'm done for. My life has... No, your life has not finished. Destiny has not finished. God is my helper. The Lord is the strength of my life. Glory to God. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, go, go to that verse now. Habakkuk 3, verse 17. In spite of the challenge, pray, praise him. Engage God actively. Though the fig tree may not blossom. Fig tree means business. Okay? No fruit be on the vines, no results, no results, no results. Though the labor of the olive may fail, you labored, but the things are not coming in. He said, and the fields yield no food. Ha. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, everything empty. Verse 18. Yet I will what? 
Rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Oh, verse 19. The Lord God begins to strengthen me. He will not make my feet like that is, he will not begin to give me speed to cover up for lost time. The Elijah level speed. Glory to God. So I believe that praises results in speed. Murmuring will elongate the journey. He said, the Lord God is my strength. And then suddenly, he will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high heels to the chief musician with my strength. So pray, praise it. Don't, don't let your house become a funeral. Don't let your office become a, a, da- a place of darkness. No, lighten it up with singing. While you are trusting God for direction, and then you come out and you bounce higher. Glory to God. Are you blessed this morning? Please, if you are blessed, put your hands together for Jesus. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.